You're listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. This is episode number 80, Statisticians Stepping Up, Leadership Success Stories, Part 2. In today's episode, I'm speaking with two members of the leadership program. One is coming from academia and the other one is coming from a pharma organization. Both have very, very interesting and inspiring stories, success stories. And I really get a lot of inspiration and motivation from these type of stories. And I hope you do as well get a lot of inspiration and some sorts about how to do things differently, about what you can uh, learn differently and what you can, how you can improve your um, influence overall as a statistician. I get a lot of um, motivation from these examples from the different members of the uh, program. I also get a lot of um, motivation from successes of team members in my day-to-day -day job or from mentees. So, so teaching is really, really great. And if you get the opportunity to teach, it's an it's really something great. If you're a little bit more advanced in your career, consider to be become a mentor. Anyway, um, so this is from the uh, leadership program. And this program I want to tell you a little bit more about is specifically designed for statisticians. And it's designed to strengthen your impact as a statistician through helping you to develop your leadership skills you can, so you can maximize everything that you do at work. It works for supervisors, but it also works for non-supervisors. And we have here two, two examples, one that more or less has um, direct reports and the other one don't. So the Effective Statistician Leadership Program is also not just an online course where you go in and then, you know, you have lots of videos and written content and stuff like that. No, it's actually quite interactive uh, program. So the webinars are interactive, the uh, moderated small group discussions, which are the biggest part of the program, are of course very, very interactive. and then. Um, we have in addition the podcast episodes on top. And we have a focus overall on, on pharmaceutical statistics, but of course lots of other statisticians will benefit uh, as well. It is aimed at all levels of statisticians. However, I would say you would probably um, have most out of it if you have at least, let's say, one or two years of experience uh, post-university. And we really think all statisticians are um, required to learn about leadership skills because that's so fundamental of achieving success at work. If you have great ideas and you can't implement them because you can't convince people, well, what is this worth? You know, just, just good ideas is just not good enough. 
And as we say in the course, also being right is not good enough. You need to be able to convince people. And uh, in this program, we give you lots of tools and um, tips on how to do that. We have only limited capacities and the enrollment is now open up to the end of October. So check out the Effective Statistician homepage and there you will find the uh, course homepage and all the different things around it. Um, you'll also get some um, help if you need to convince your supervisor to approve it, which is usually the case. And so just go to the Effective Statistician homepage and there you will find all the different uh, content. So this podcast, like usual, is created in association with PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the very, very good video on demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars and much, much more. There's a reduced rate available for just 20 pounds for non-high income countries and it's also just 95 pounds for all the others. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Hello, this is another episode of the Effective Statistician. And today I'm talking with two guests from the Effective Statistician Leadership Program and how they took action to improve their leadership skills and what um, impact that had on, on their lives. So first I'm talking with Cheryl. Hey Cheryl, how are you doing today? Hello, Alexander. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> so um, we are very, very close to the end of the leadership program now. And um, for this overall six-month program, what did you find most helpful for you in there? Yeah. So yeah, I think I think the time has actually gone very very fast. So I didn't even realize we are already coming to an end of um, of it all. But yeah, I, I think the, the the good thing about uh, the program is that we we actually got um, together with uh, many statisticians from uh, different organizations, from different background. Um, as well as um, I think different um, areas of um, work as well. So I, I think what I really like about it is the the content is um, good. It covers all the uh, issues and um, problems that we have and what we face um, in our day-to-day -day work. And it's also good to know that other people are actually sharing these issues so it's not really you know just just a single issue it's just um you know apply to myself really but it's, it's it's actually um everybody's having the same issue really that I, I didn't really think about that before yeah i think yeah. that's that's a really good insight to have that, yeah. that uh, you're not alone in there mm -hmm. that you get help and encouragement from from others to uh take action and 
um, move forward in terms of growing your leadership skills. So um, that's a very good insight. So, so in terms of uh, that's probably one of the, the mindset shifts that, that you experience that, that you're not alone in there. What are other mindset topics that you would think um, have changed for you? Well, I, I, I think it is always uh, when we go to this kind of uh, courses and uh, you know, group discussions, you always want to think about what is it uh, that is my weakest point. And um, I, I think we have really fleshed it out um, throughout the um, the course itself, throughout the training, that uh, I do need to learn better how to communicate with people, how to listen more to people, and probably take my time to actually understand the different perspective from the other side, uh, which I think to me what I really think uh, when we communicate, it needs to be uh, quick and um, to the point. But uh, that's probably not always the best um, strategy, although we do save time, sort of going back and forth um, you know, about uh, the discussions and the issues and so on. But I think um, taking time, actually slow down to listening more to people and understanding the perspective from the other side, that probably will um, help you save time even more in the long run. So basically, you have changed your approach that you're not directly jumping to conclusions, but that you're now more listening, um, building relationships, deeper understanding of the problem, building trust with the other business partners so yes. that you can leverage all these things in the long run um, and therefore, you know, be more effective and more. I think you also need um, a lot of training um, still from my side because um, it's um, it's habit. Habit is very difficult um, to change. So it, it, it does actually need um, a lot of training, a lot of practice. So I'm actually trying to actually put myself in, in these sort of um, situations. And um, hopefully I will be able to uh, pick up the all the good habits and everything that I learn uh, and implement them in practice um, in, in my uh, professional life. Yeah, that's actually what... what kind of as we are now in the, in the last week of the program that's the big kind of um, thing that we are now working on on how um, you can turn what you have learned over the last six months really into a habit so that you stay on track in terms of being a student of leadership and you're continuing to to grow in that that regard so so it's it's great that you really made a decision to to uh, change your habits in, in that regard and continuously grow in that regard. That's 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 really really right. Great. So um, <laughs> I learned I learn something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be a pity if you haven't learned something in six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So so it it, it is good actually. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's always good to um to to keep the conversation um going especially and sort of keep exchanging the uh, the views and perspective with all the other um, participants as well. 
uh, even after the uh, no, the, the the program um, yeah. finish. Yeah, that is I think one of the nice things as you as we have these. Uh, small group discussions, which we call mastermind discussions in every, every other week. Um, you have a community where everybody helps each other and then you can leverage this community beyond the uh, program. So that's, that's, that's a nice, nice thing. And, um, everybody has now, you know, the same background. So you can help each other. You have the same, you know, language that you can talk with each other and, um, you also know each other already because, well, you've seen each other over all these uh, Zoom meetings that we had. So that was actually one of the, the things where that I liked very much in the program, uh, the personal interaction in, the, in these, in these meetings. Yes, yeah, I I very much enjoyed it too. Sort of like being able to to see um, everyone on the videos and stuff like that actually helps. Eh? Yeah, yep. yeah, especially. As it's a completely virtual training, and so we don't have any face to face component in it, and at least we have a video to video component into it. So, yeah. Yes, yep. Well, we did manage to meet at the um, the last um, PSI um, in London face to face, so that's also a good opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that was really nice. So, so not yes. everybody could attend, but we had a couple of people that were attending the conference, yep. and, and yeah, meet, meeting really face-to-face and um, enjoying the conference together. That, that was really, really nice. So is there anything else that you're now doing differently due to the program? I think I probably think of um, other people more. And um, I do try to increase uh, my sort of collaborativeness uh, with other mm-hmm. people. Um, try to listen more and actually understand what they really want and what they need from us and what do we also need um, from them. So I think it is more having um, an active listening and probably asking more questions. And I hope I'm asking more of the right questions mm-hmm. as well. In terms of the active listening, that's what I think was a really, really nice episode to the program. How did you feel when you had the, when you practice this active listening? How does that feel for you? Well, it, I, I think it's, it's a little bit uh, awkward at points uh, because sometimes you don't stand to listen in a way uh, how you usually listen to you you also um engage in their their uh sort of the the, the how how they actually uh move the 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 gesture and everything else as well um around that so it's just not about what they actually say it's also what they what they do and um it's also um outside of the uh the, the conversation itself uh you also look at um how they actually conduct themselves and how they actually um people actually follow up um around certain things and so on so i think it's it's is more about um, engaging everything um, uh, external to, to to the current um, conversation when you practice your active um, listening as well. So you want to be able to, to put together everything else surrounding it um, into you know, within the same context. 
So you get much more out of these uh, one-to-one interactions where where you practice this active listening. I can understand that this kind yep. of feels uncomfortable yep. at first. <laughs> and, and it takes a little bit of courage and it's awesome that you took this courage and, and tried something new um, to ex- yep. actually see how you can build a better connection with, with, uh, with the other. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's also, um, well, it's not really problematic, but um, th- there is a downside not being a, uh, a native um, English speaker as well. So, uh, you know, some people tend to use uh, you know, different phrases that you don't recognize or um, construct their um, arguments or the sentences somewhat differently. So it's not it's not really just um, talking to English speakers. If you talk to um, other people from a different um, culture, different background, the way things are constructed can be a little bit different. So I, I think now I'm actually asking probably more and more for people to actually clarify what they actually meant by certain things that I'm not entirely sure about. Uh, because sometimes I think in the past, I tend to assume what um, people say, this is what they mean. But um, I, I think now asking to uh, clarify or rephrase even, uh, or even actually um, explaining what this is, what you understand um, about what they are saying about then that that helps yeah. as well. Yes, I think the paraphrasing is also a really, really nice technique of, of this active listening. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's really nice to see how the how you take action and, and implement these kind of things and yes. how it helps <laughs> you to, to better connect with people because I think the connection is really the foundation to establish a good relationship to establish trust and these are then the foundations to be able to, to work together effectively and basically, you know, lead other people uh, in terms of uh, having the right design choices, having, you know, the right um, stories and uh, from the data, all these kind of different things that, that where we are good at from a functional perspective. Yeah, I also think that it's, it's also good to actually um, reflect on um, the discussions, not just um, you know, say something and there's, um, then just you know, stop talking about it, but actually reflect uh, what you actually said and how did actually, uh, I don't know, heard by the other people or understood by the other people as well, even if they did not actually um, say anything about mm. it. So, yeah, so... I, well, I, I don't know whether we actually need to actually go back and um, and rediscuss certain things or open up or ask about what they thought about uh, what you said or, or something else. But um, I think it's, it, it's, it's good at some point to have a reflection of uh, needing sort of replay what you uh, what you did or what you did say, what you did, um, brought down and, and so on. So that, that can also be um, quite helpful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a never-ending process. These uh, improving your skills in, in that regard, and uh, <laughs> uh, that's why you know we talk about this. Being a student of leadership is so important because um, you know, still, for example, Gary, who has worked on that for decades, uh, still learns a lot of new things every day, and um, so. Yeah, no, I think it's it's also it's because um, we we interact with 
different people um, all the times and um, leadership and communication are actually something to do with the uh, the behavioral aspects of it so you you cannot just like uh, apply one principle or do one thing and it will work with everyone um, you know forever so think things do change and um, needs to change and and so on so i think it will of course definitely be a lifelong um, learning experience yeah. but the good thing is yeah. now you have a framework for all these different things you have you know the different pieces that um, help you to be effective on leadership and now you can refine each of these things and that is also something that we you know just just recently talked about you know pick pick one thing and uh, move forward from there and yeah create accountability partners uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like that very much. Actually, it's actually to identify um, what our um, own leadership principles and what do we really want to build on? What kind of leaders we want to be? So I think that's 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 a very good aim. I, I probably still cannot um, say for sure which of this I actually want up to do, but I, I think is it doesn't have to be uh, just one or two that you pick mm. now. If we can start with one and then change them later on as well. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think um, also in the beginning, what we also um, talk about um, during the training was that. Uh, who are the leaders that uh, you inspire mm-hmm. to be and um, sort of think about what they they would do how they actually do them um, and how how do they um, conduct themselves and so on and you can actually learn from that as well so i think that's that's another thing that i'm um, yeah still practicing <laughs> you probably don't need to pick just one person you can pick you know different um, characteristics of different persons that you actually uh, want um, to to mm. adopt do you have a specific leader in mind says that you are learning from someone within you know the stats community or maybe outside of the stats community it's um i can't say it's only one i, I think um it, it has to be a uh, you know, different mix because you you probably want uh, the, the communication side of someone you want the sort of like the the knowledge of someone you want uh, you know the, the diplomatic aspects of from someone else so it's, it's it's just a broad range of people that um i try to um engage more and look more at what they do or what they um, did before um, how they um, speak how they conduct themselves um, and so on and um, see really basically just see which of these do i want to to be is 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 more i don't know it seems more like an acting but <laughs> i i think in the beginning you probably will be acting in some way but uh, over the years then uh, i'm sure that you will be able to actually make them their sort of your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's whenever you do something different, it feels a little bit awkward at the beginning, and so, so yes. that, you know maybe it feels like acting, but but you're just you know changing how you're communicating, you're changing how you you know you want to more intentionally build relationships, these kind of things. If you if you're very kind of factual, logical 
think are like most of the statisticians and um yeah that's just feels a little bit awkward at the beginning and as yeah but it's great that you you know you're investing in that awesome thanks yeah. so much for the uh for this short interview and um we're for sure keeping in touch uh beyond the, the leadership program because uh, yeah it's uh, it's quite amazing to see how 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 the trajectories of all the different people change and it's uh makes me really really um happy that there are so many uh good examples coming out so thanks so much for the for the discussion no thank you thank you for for the training and um yeah taking um taking us through this um journey over this uh past uh, few months i think it was uh yeah, it was a great experience it has been a very good experience people actually very engaged and um, you know contributing and open as well so i think um that's 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 a good the good part it's like also being honest about uh what they actually feel and where they want to go and what do they think of other people and and so on so yeah it's 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 really uh has been a very good experience thank you for that thanks so thank you and now i'm talking with anya anya is actually one of our uh, students in the leadership program uh, that is working not at a pharma company or zero, but in the academic setting. So, um, Anya, how, how does your usual work day look uh, at the university? Um, I would say um, the days are very different. So I have a lot of projects I'm working on, very different ones with uh, clinicians from the um, university hospital, but um, also some internal methodological projects and um, some projects with um, external clinicians from um, outside Heidelberg. And I'm also... Um, head of a working group at our institute. So I'm responsible for some colleagues and have to do a lot of uh, organizational stuff. And um, we do some teaching at the university as well and uh, statistical consulting. So my days are very different and um Yeah, one of my challenges is uh, the time management. As uh, yeah, it's not so easy to to know in advance what a day will bring. <laughs> to say it like this. <laughs> <laughs> so you have lots of lots of different um, partners that w uh, that you're working with, and I think that is um, maybe a little bit different to to certain settings. Uh, for example, in Pharma organizations where you maybe have just um, limited number of studies and, and with that a very limited number of uh, stakeholders. So very, very good. So in terms of the leadership program, what did you find most helpful for yourself? I'd say so the program lasted about six months with regular meetings and um, homework and For me, the structure was perfect. So I was forced in a positive way <laughs> to stay on track and uh, follow up on the different topics. Um, so we talked about different concepts and skills, um, but not only talked about this, but also translated this into practice. So within assignments we were given 
and um, there were assignments almost every week or every second week and uh, the homework was very diverse so some easy to do at home like watching movie scenes with a specific focus on leadership behavior and other assignments directly related to situations at work. Um, I found this very helpful and I, I remember one week um, we talked about influence and influencing others. And after mm -hmm. our webinar, I had a meeting with the study team of a clinical trial that we um, are planning here at the university hospital. And it was the first time that I met the team and especially the head of the clinicians. So um, the weeks before the communication was very difficult and I didn't expect a lot from this meeting. And to be honest, I wasn't very in for this project and um, was unhappy with the communication and collaboration so far. But the head of the clinicians surprised me. Um, I was surprised by his way to moderate the meeting, his way to talk and listen in a very active way. And so that I went out of the room um, with the feeling, what a cool project, let's do this. And um, to reflect on such situations um, helps me a lot, as I'm often in situations where um, I would say communication is the key to progress. And it's like learning from observing others. And we practiced this during the, during the program. And um, on the other side, I, I found the insights into the situation of other statisticians um, and the ex exchange very interesting. So there were some very interesting and helpful recommendations for books and movies and audiobooks, podcasts, and tools in general. So from the coaches and the other participants. So that helped me to build routines to develop my skills and reflect on relevant topics. And not only in the time I spend at work, but also at home or when I'm on the way through listening to audiobooks, for example. So I would say this helped me a lot. So, so coming back to this um, situation with the study team where you were quite unmotivated at the beginning going into the meeting. So um, you basically had a reflection not only on the content of the meeting, but also you had a reflection on the leadership style of the of the head of the physicians. Yes, exactly. On the way, he he tried to reach his goals. I wouldn't say that he tried to manipulate me, but um, yeah, he he wanted me to to do work um, also, which I'm not primarily responsible for. And he did mm -hmm. this in a very good way, <laughs> I would say. What did it did specifically that, that helped you to to be become motivated? He was very present and focused. Um, and so before the meeting, it was difficult to get response to questions from him. But within the meeting, he was absolutely present and he showed trust, trust in me and uh, also trust in the other um partners and he communicated this very often um, so 
he he gave us a good feeling and uh, tried to to explain why this project is so important. Mm -hmm. So he set the bigger scene and uh, gave you kind of a uh, what we call in the the programs uh, the pesos in terms of the communication. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, very exactly. good. <laughs> So, so that is actually one of the things that we speak a lot about in the program. And it's awesome that, that you reflect on uh, others being great leaders and identifying what they are exactly doing so that you can use it for yourself. I think that is, uh, that's really awesome because through that you can learn very, very fast. And um, I think that is also something that the uh, the listeners of this podcast can can do quite nicely you know as a, as a listener you can just see what are good leaders and what are they doing specifically to to uh, become a great leader and um in the program we basically um, give you a structure in on how to do that and what are the different aspects to look uh, into. And, and you just mentioned this, this being present, having the focus, uh, building trust, uh, setting the big, bigger picture. Um, these kind of things are all things that we discussed in the, in the program. So that's, that's very good. In terms of the, the other ways how you learn about uh, leadership, um, you mentioned that It helped you a lot that to see the, the other statisticians in, in the program because just for statisticians. Is there anything particular that you remembered where you saw, well, I had a similar situation or that exactly also applies to my world? Um, something that's, you know, um, either Gary or myself mentioned or something that one of the other course participants uh, mentioned? Um, yes, there were some situations. So Gary mentioned that um, there was a time he um, had, I would say, um, worked on a lot of projects, maybe too many projects. And uh, that's a situation I'm in um, quite often. So um, in the past, I, I would say <laughs> I said yes to every project and trying to, to work as, as much as possible. But um, I realized that this is not very helpful not only for myself, but also um, not for the, the Institute and that I should more focus on which projects are of relevance to, to the Institute and um, prioritize them for me and my working group. So um, I spend a lot of time and resources working on projects not as relevant as other projects. So that's something I'm... Um, trying to to change um, in the future and to to be more focused on what's um, what are projects the institute can um, what's really changing the needle and, and yes, what's really exactly, kind of exactly. uh, uh, important for the institute so so uh, that's kind of corresponds to the um, part where we talk about the business acumen in the program. Because that helps you to 
better understand what is important and what's not important. So, so did you apply these techniques to find out better what what your uh, what projects are more important? Um, yes, exactly. So. Um, to be honest, at the beginning, I was not sure whether this program is right for me as I work in academia, as you said, but I realized that I can identify with all the topics and um, also uh, business acumen. Um, so I, I talked a, a lot with my boss about um, so some um, politics within the university hospital and... Um, what's going on um, on the campus. So this is something what um, drives uh, decisions we are making here um, in our institute. And that's really important for my work. Um, and this helps me in making decisions and making good decisions. Awesome. So so that's that's really good to hear that you followed up on, on the uh on the suggestions from the program and actually implemented it and, and, um, I'm pretty sure that helped a lot also with the, with working together with your supervisor and, uh, having better relationships there. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So in terms of, um, in terms of your kind of day to day, uh, work, do you think you're doing things differently now than before the program? Um, absolutely. I would say I, I do, um, uh, I changed a lot. Uh, I'm trying to change a lot. Um, um, so like I, like I just said, I focus more on which projects I should work on and mm -hmm. which are maybe not of, um, that relevance to me or to, to the institute. And, um, I invest more time in the preparation of meetings. So not every meeting, but meeting, meetings that could be problematic in some way or meetings where I know that I have to convince someone. So how do you do that? What do you do specifically for, for these meeting preparations? Um, to think more about how I can convince someone and um, so, for example, I had I had one situation. It was also during the program, um, and very interesting since the meeting was with two younger colleagues of mine, so both statisticians and a clinician, and um, we are planning a clinical trial together, an investigator-initiated trial, and um, we wanted to discuss with him some statistical details, but also I wanted to explain him the estimates framework and convince him about defining the research question and uh, writing the protocol accordingly. And I knew that this would be hard work since the two or three meetings we had before, he, ign he ignored me. He introduced himself as clinician with about 10 Lancet publications. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I guess in his eyes, I was just a young woman sitting at the table to learn from the others. And um, he didn't notice me and did not shake my hand. So for the upcoming event, I made sure that I was prepared as good as possible and um, that there was a relaxed atmosphere. So we started with making a joke. <laughs> and um, at the end, he agreed with us and gave us free hands. So this was a very positive um, end for this meeting. 
Um, so I think more about my arguments and um, not, I'm, so how to say it, I try to take also more time to listen and comprehend the other side and not to rush a conversation forward too fast into my direction, I would say. Awesome. That's, that's really a great story. Um, because working with such a, let's say, challenging uh, colleague is, uh, I think, sometimes that drives a lot of frustration. And um, I've been in lots of situations where I was quite unhappy about the, the, the outcomes um, because I was pressing too hard on the content side. Mm -hmm. But you really took care and worked not only on the content and just speaking about estimates, but uh, practicing active listening and um, uh, understanding really the needs of the, the other person, where it's coming from and um, working on the atmosphere and the relationship with the other person. And uh, it's, it's really great that it worked out that way. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's a really, really nice story. Yeah. Yeah, and as I said, uh, um, we spoke about trust and how relevant this is and how it influences meetings and teamwork. And um, I would say my awareness regarding trust changed. So I realized why collaborations are difficult or why there's no progress, no teamwork, um, and that trust can be a reason for that. And um, I learned that it can be helpful also to invest time in building trust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's really awesome because now you understand why things are not working. And if you understand why things are not working and you have now also the tools in terms of how to make them work, um, it's it's a much better feeling at work and it's much more motivating. Uh, and, and you can avoid these kind of really frustrating situations or at least minimize them. Yeah. Thanks so much for this really, really nice interview. Uh, I wish you all the best with, with your continued learning on leadership. And, and it's great that you found so much inspiration through the program. Um, it's, um, it's really great. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. show was created in association with PSI and thanks to Rain who helps with the show in the background. And thank you for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast and especially also about the leadership program, the webinars that we have. Um, if you want to learn more about the leadership program and you're thinking of um, enrolling in it but you're not quite sure just send me an email that would be awesome so, so just send an email at alexander at theeffectivestatistician.com and I'll get back to you on, on that one so as always reach your potential lead great signs and serve patients just be an effective statistician <laughs>